0: There was an Iowa farmer who lived all by himself out in the countryside except for a dog that he dearly loved. And one day, the old lavender retriever died. Everybody say, Ah. And so the farmer went to his pastor, went to his rector, asking if the burial service could be prayed for the animal. And the priest said, Oh no, we, we can have a service for a dead animal in the church. Absolutely not. But you know, there's this new church plant down the street, and I have no idea the denomination or what they do, but who knows? Maybe they'd be willing to do something for your dead dog. And the farmer said, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to go do that right now. Oh, and by the way, Father, do you think $75,000 would be a good donation for a service like that? <laughs> To which the priest said, Why didn't you tell me you go to Mr. Kelly? <laughs> Today's reading from St. Mark's Gospel is a memorable one. Jesus is with his disciples at the Jewish temple, the center of the Jewish religious and political world, and he is watching the crowd line up to put donations into the treasury. Celebrity spenders with blame well-off businessmen with fine robes from Armani, and the common people with their children in hand. And then comes this widow. You have to understand, in the first century of the Middle East, being a widow was a very precarious situation to be in. Because you had no financial security. You were the utter mercy of your family, and the utter mercy of the generous. And the text famously tells us, a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Question of Christian financial stewardship. Everyone's favorite topic. How much should a disciple give? How much should a disciple save? How should a disciple manage their financial resources? And are we all expected to give the equivalent of a widow's wife? Or is that just an extraordinary act that's commended, but not? Required. If you've thought about some of these questions before, say, amen. amen. Good. To help us to grapple further with these issues, let's look at just two principles related to Christian financial stewardship. Principle number one. Stewardship is more than pledging. Stewardship is more than pledging. Let's say that together. Stewardship is more than a pleasure. Christian financial responsibility includes all sorts of things. For example, providing for your family, getting out of debt, giving to good causes beyond the church, spending your dollars in ways that will honor and care for the planet, spending your dollars in ways that contribute to a sustainable economy and not an economy that is destructive to people's lives, it's during your retirement.
1: And also leaving behind a financial legacy
0: that will bless others when you die. How are you doing with all that? All of those are matters of Christian financial stewardship. They're just as important, maybe sometimes even more important than pledging to the church. So the first principle is that stewardship is more than pledging. The second principle is pledging reflects your relationship with God. Pledging reflects your relationship with God. Let's say that together. Pledging reflects your relationship with God. Now some people get very offended by that sort of talk. But notice I do not say that pledging is the only reflection of your relationship with God is a reflection. I was going to make a Canadian joke about a, but I won't do that. Billy Graham, the great evangelist of the 20th century, said this, quote, give me five minutes of the person's checkbook and I will tell you where their heart is. End of quote. Now, there are many, many, many ways that you and I can honor God with our checkbook. Pledging to the church is just one of them. Did you know that the Episcopal Church's official teaching on giving is the tithe? That's the Episcopal Church's official teaching: the tithe, a giving of ten percent of one's income for the work of God. Christian giving is not so much about the amount you give per se whether large or small. I mean, that's why the tithe is helpful. It's 10%, 10%, 10%, whether you make $2,000 a year or $200,000 a year. But the tithe is the goal. And some Christians say that the tithe is just the beginning. So if you're not there, start thinking about start with 3%. Start with 1%. Start anywhere. But start. Now, different Christian teachers interpret the tithe differently. Some say you should tithe what you receive after taxes. Some say you should tithe before taxes. Some say your tithe can include the church and many other good causes. And some say the tithe should only go to your local congregation. However you sort that out with God, a tithe, however you account for it, is certainly a step forward in generosity. And if you have never made a pledge to this congregation, if you're a part of the St. John's family, Now be the time to do so. During this stewardship month of November. And remember, your pledge is a reflection of your relationship with God. Take a little breath, you're going to be okay. Take a little breath, (laughs) alright? A younger school teacher was finishing up a lesson on honesty with her fourth graders. And she said, now, who can tell me where boys and girls go who do not put money in the offering plate. And this one boy put it up. Uh, yes, ma'am, I know. Uh, they go to the movies. <laughs> Let's go back to those two principles just again and see if you still remember. The first principle is that stewardship is more than pledging. Stewardship is more than pledging. Tell someone next to you stewardship is more than pledging. And the
1: second principle is
0: pledging reflects your relationship with God. Pledging reflects your relationship with God. Tell somebody you guy. Pledging reflects your relationship with God. Yeah, I know. That's a hard one to say. Okay, okay. Now, now, if you are a guest, if you are a guest, relax. You get a free pass on this whole discussion about <laughs> pledging. Relax. However, whether you're a guest or a St. John's. Notice I didn't say all the time. The most important part of this sermon, actually, we may not be about the planning, and they actually be about the fact that all of those other matters we discussed are equal. For those of you who are part of the St. John's family, your pledge is not just a reflection of your relationship with God, it's also a reflection of your relationship with the people around you. <laughs> so it's about your relationship with the parish family. It's about the bold and brave step you took in calling a new rector to serve and lead upon you with the express goal of helping to turn this congregation around and bring revitalization with God's help. And there's good news. lots of new ideas, and there's definitely a spirit of hope in the face of the very real challenges for us. And yes, folks, it's going to be a steep hill, even with God's help. And to get up that steep hill toward revitalization, great resources will be needed. That will bless you, the people around you, as well as the people of this city, as well as new friends and new workers congregation that you have yet to meet, all of those things will come together and they will bless you and all these other people as we think about the pledge to this congregation. Now, a pledge is not just doing your part. Oh yes, I'm doing my part to help pay the bills. Well, it does do that. But it's so much more than that. A pledge is a concrete sign of your gratitude to God. A pledge is a way of giving an offering to God. A pledge is a way of you practicing love. Pledging is a way of practicing love. By giving up what is yours for a greater purpose, which is ours. So, as you think about your financial gift in this congregation, and as you ponder your financial resources as an individual, as a couple, as a family, and what your faith would say about that, remember the two principles. first one is that stewardship is more than pledging, and that pledging reflects your relationship with God. And lastly, remember Jesus and the widow. Asking yourself how you can support and be a part of the exciting renewal which is starting to take place, and how you can help be one of the many people who are making it possible by your generous love. Amen.